So your spouse just blew it again. Well, today's episode will help you move from offended and maybe feeling a little bit like a victim to taking a responsible approach that will leave you feeling like you've moved the dial in your marriage in a positive direction. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody, this is episode number 106, and we're going to be talking about what to do when your spouse offends you last week. My spouse offended me last week? No, probably not. Last week, we talked about the three things every couple needs to talk about every day. And if you missed that, be sure and go back and grab it. So there's some excellent advice there, if I do say so, that is fundamental to making your marriage work through the daily grind of life. And also make sure you hit that subscribe button in your podcast player so you don't miss any upcoming shows. So in today's show, Verlinda... Mm-hmm. You need to like take a breath between sentences, I think. I'm just trying to keep you out so you can't talk. Didn't work too well. Okay. In today's show... <gasps> We're going to talk about how, oh, that wasn't between a sentence. We're going to um, show folks how to respond when your spouse offends you. But before that, okay, I want to dig into some of the nitty gritty of how we get offended because I think that's important. Like it's good to know what's going on. And so we're going to pull that apart a little bit. It's not just like you said something and I didn't like it. Yeah. We're going to get detailed. Mm. What is it that we hear and what is it that we feel that actually hurts? Because you need to understand what's coming at you before you know how to respond accurately. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. It's probably obvious that some messages we get from our spouse hurt more than others. Yeah. And I want to start with the research that looks at this question of why some hurtful messages have greater impact than other hurtful messages. And one of the first things that shows up, and it's fairly obvious, but it just needs stated so we can see what's actually happening. And this is from research in 2000. These two researchers concluded that intentionally hurtful statements were more impactful than unintentionally hurtful statements. Makes sense, right? So what they observed was intentionally hurtful statements, they have more of a distancing effect on the relationship. They make the recipient feel less satisfied about the relationship. And when they're ongoing, it has the effect of distancing. Again, that kind of multiplies that that drifting apart that's going on. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, if you feel disregarded, it makes that distancing even greater. And I've had counseling clients say to me, yeah, I know I was just saying that to be mean or to hurt him or to hurt her. Like they know they're being mean, right? But they've just been so hurt. They just want to hurt back. Maybe. Like we see ourselves doing this, right? And there's reasons why we do it. Mm -hmm. And like you say, often I just want to be heard or acknowledged. It's kind of like I'm going to fire a barb in there because if I can get a hook in there, then I kind of have a grasp of something that can pull you back towards me. But here's the thing. Intentionally hurtful statements are distancing. So it doesn't achieve what you intend it to or what you think it might. Because you wanted to get a barb in and bring them closer because yeah. you want the closeness. Yes. Is this the wrong way to do it? And it sounds so obvious when you put it that way, but you can yeah. kind of see yourself doing that, right? No. <laughs> nice try. So this just doesn't work, right? And so I think the lesson here is when you're on the receiving end and, and your spouse has offended you, that's our title for the episode, What to Do When Your Spouse Has Offended You. You can ask yourself this question, first of all, was this intentionally hurtful or unintentionally hurtful? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I know I've said things that I never intended to hurt, but they did. Mm-hmm. And either at best it was completely innocent or at worst it was just plain not thoughtful. But I didn't start out determined to hurt you. Right. So this is like unintentionally. Yeah. Huh. And other times, yeah, couples do get mean with each other and that's, that's wrong. 
And so I've got I've got two challenges for our listeners here. My first challenge is if you're issuing these hurtful statements, like if you're saying them, I want you to download our worksheet that we created specifically for this episode. If you download this worksheet and thoughtfully complete it, you'll be in a much better position to repair any hurt you've done to your spouse. So what is the worksheet? The worksheet will help you understand why you were saying what you were saying and what you need to do to repair that. Okay. So it'll help you come back to the issue in a better, healthier way. Okay. Yeah. You can get that worksheet by opening your browser to oyf.link slash 106 or by texting the word podcast to 9292 spells. Message and data rates may apply. Once again, all you need to do is text the word podcast to 9292 spells, or you can find this bonus on our website on the blog post for this episode at oyf.link slash 106. Just look for the gray box with the orange button. So challenge number one is to get the worksheet and challenge number two. Now, I'm going to refer to the Bible here. Most of our audience are evangelical Christians. They share the same faith that we do. If you're not from that background, you're very welcome here as listeners as well. And we're glad you're here. And we believe that marriage is a universal value. It's not just a Christian institution. It's Mm -hmm. for all people. But I want to refer to the Bible. And in Ephesians 4 and 29, it says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. So here's my challenge. This doesn't just apply during the potluck supper at church. Mm-hmm. It needs to be true for all your conversations, including the conversations that happen in your marriage. And it's what I call a project verse because I'm working on implementing this always and without exception. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So like this is an ongoing project for everybody. It's including not like myself. one day I'm going to be perfect no, at it. No. Mm-hmm. But we want to get to that point where there is no corrupting thought coming out of our mouths. And what does come out is only good for building up. It's fits the occasion, and it gives grace to those who hear us. Mm-hmm. But where do we make the most exceptions for this? In our family. Yeah, just like we our, talked about last week. Yeah, with our spouse, right? Yeah. But this command from the Bible, it doesn't list any of those exceptions. It doesn't say, you know, you need to do this everywhere, but I, I understand if you need to rip off on your spouse every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> right? Yeah, no. So I want our listeners and myself here too, this is a challenge to really obey this in our marriages today and every day. Mm-hmm. So that's a challenge. Now, let's keep going on understanding how we get offended, okay? Okay. Now, there's an interesting study in 2002 by a couple of researchers called Bippus and Young, and they looked at the types of offensive statements that happen when couples are upset with each other, and I'm hoping that by labeling and describing these things, you'll be able to take ownership of what your own behaviors are and that your spouse will be willing to do the same. So this isn't something to like point out to your spouse. Oh, no. Like, hey, that's, that's relational denigration. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. might be good to create a humor moment. But yes. I think sometimes it's good to know what's happening and why you're responding the way you are. And what we're going to see is that certain types of statements cause certain types of reactions. Oh, okay. That's where we're going, okay. okay? So relational denigration is the first one, which is just says, it's just me portraying the relationship as not valuable or not important to me. I'm, I'm okay. sort of lowering the value of the relationship, right? Humiliation is another kind of a offensive statement. It's making your spouse feel shame. Okay. How about verbal or nonverbal aggression? Just communicating forcefully or hostilely. To try and get your own way. Say something in a mean way, yeah. Huh. Yeah. How about communicating an intrinsic flaw? Like there's something wrong with your character. You're screwed up. Mm-hmm. Right? Hmm. Yep. Shock. Not, yeah. yep, that you're screwed up, but just... <laughs> <laughs> that might be true, too. But shock. Uh, we say things mm-hmm. for surprise, for impact, just for that reason, like it was unexpected. Just to throw mm-hmm. them off, right? Yeah. How about ill-conceived humor? Now, we tease a little bit, but this is malicious humor. It, it has meanness in it. Okay. Okay? So it's not really funny. 
No, it's not funny. And how about uh, another one is mistaken intent. Now, this is an interesting kind of offensive statement because it's not actually intended to be offensive. Like, this is where the person receiving it mistakes the intent of the statement. Okay. It's just a misunderstanding. And, you know, I think it's good to know this one because in our marriage, if I say something to you and your response is totally not what I was expecting, then I'm immediately kind of doing rewind and play again to review what I just said to try to understand how that might be misunderstood. Because obviously, oh. if the receiving doesn't match the communicating, something went wrong and there. There's probably a mistaken intent. There's a misunderstanding. Okay, okay. So that's a different way to respond, right? Mm-hmm. And then discouragement, which is just, just lowering or discouraging your spouse's efforts or hopes. That's another way that's, of offending your spouse. That's just so sad. It is. It is. Now, how do we usually respond to these things? Okay, so these are the statements. Now, there's several kinds of responses. One kind is called confrontive coping, which just means that like it's where I stand my ground and I fight for what I want. It's confrontational coping, confrontive coping. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's kind of aggressive and it's pushing back and it's how I'm going to stand so I can hold my ground on this. So kind even of though thing. you've hurt me, yeah. I'm going to stick it out. And, yep. Okay. So you cope. Uh, yep. Hmm. Okay. Another response is distancing, which is I'm just detaching myself from this event. I'm going to go behind mm-hmm. the wall now. See mm-hmm. you later. Talk to the hand. The face doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Self-control is another one, which is where I really regulate my own feelings and actions. And that might come across as being, that might be a good thing in some situations because I'm not, I'm not going to engage. You're not exploding. Yeah. Yeah. But it can also come across as another kind of withdrawal or distancing because I'm really just muting myself. So you can't see me. Oh, you so, can't see what I'm really feeling. Yeah. It can go a couple ways, right? Hmm. Other folks will seek social support, which is positives and negatives. Like if you go running to mommy every time, that's hard on the marriage because you're creating a triangle. We talked about triangles a little mm-hmm. while ago. Mm-hmm. Accepting responsibility. That's a good response. That focuses on me acknowledging my own culpability in the situation. So here's culpability. what I... Uh, my own um, fault. Oh. How I contributed to the problem. Why didn't you just say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> and then another one is escape avoidance. So that's where I'm just trying to escape or avoid the bad feelings that are here. I'm trying to get out. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to the garage. See you later. But I think you could like try and stuff your feelings with popcorn or ice cream. Yeah, or or smoking or drugs or medication. Yeah. Those are other ways that we use escape avoidance. Hmm. There's also planful problem solving, which is just ways that are very deliberate. We sit down and we try to improve the situation. That's a good response. Mm -hmm. And then there's positive reappraisal is the last one. And this is when we reappraise we try to find the positive meeting we come back to it and we try to look for a way to personally grow from the negative encounter so that didn't go well let's just try to figure out what i did wrong and so i don't do that again okay that can be a good way right yeah so there's lots of ways that we can respond many are unhelpful some of them are helpful now what these researchers did is interesting is they took the offensive statements that we did before this and then they took these responses and they looked at how they got matched up in real life oh and I'll list these out for you, but the real point here is this. When you need to deliver a sensitive message, you can bear in mind the different ways in which that message is likely to be received or understood or perceived, right? So think about the reactions depending on how you're going to come out of the gate with depending this Depending on how you deliver the message. Depending on how you deliver, okay, right? Okay, okay. So if you say something that makes your spouse feel as if you do not value your relationship with him or her, you might expect them to react confrontationally or complain to a third party. okay. So they were actually found this in the research. This isn't yeah, just these things actually hypotheses. Like, no. Okay. These are like if statements. And the reason if why they're then. if statements overland is because we're all humans. 
Yeah. And it's, you know, we don't run down these defined channels all the time. Right. It's just that these are very common. Okay. Another one, if I make a comment that humiliates my spouse, I would expect my spouse to avoid me, but at the same time, take responsibility for the behavior or trait that we identified and plan on how to resolve it. So you, you avoid because you're trying to move away from the humiliation, but then because that lingers, you're going to say, okay, I need to not do that again because I really don't like this humiliation. So what they humiliated you about is what you're yes. taking responsibility for and you want yeah. to change it. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not saying that that's how you should get a person to change their ways. No. But if you see your spouse avoiding you, but mm-hmm. then not doing that, that's a signal that you humiliated them. Oh. Right? Do you kind of see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if let's say it's your husband, if you point out some intrinsic flaw that your husband has or seem to be trying to hurt him intentionally, it's probably not surprising that they'll simply avoid you. I stay away from people that hurt me. Right. Yeah. It's not safe to go there. If you hurt your wife in a way that makes her think you're just trying to shock her, remember we talked about the shock approach, Mm -hmm. she may deflect any responsibility for the issue and would simply try to control herself during the reaction. Right. I don't want to respond so he can tell he shocked me. Yeah. And likewise, if you hurt your husband with what he perceives to be ill-conceived humor, like if there's sarcastic or mean teasing, Mm -hmm. he may show self-control in the moment, but he'll also distance himself from you without actually accepting responsibility for it. Hmm. Because you'll be mean. He's going to pull back because you're not safe. That's the distancing, right? I mean, that's so similar to the one you said before about humiliating. They'll take responsibility. There's similar impacts. Yeah. Yeah. The more we make hurtful comments to someone, the more likely they may be to confront us back Hmm. when it's just plain hurtful. Okay. And so these are just kind of little interesting sort of, it's a bit of a matrix, right? But it just goes to show that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. What I'm hoping that is today that some of our listeners will be able to understand how their words are impacting their spouse or how Mm -hmm. your spouse's words are impacting you. Okay. And again, if this is an area that you want to improve on, Definitely grab our worksheet. It actually explains one of the most common and least effective ways of attempting to repair after something like this. And it'll help you work through that as well. Hmm. And again, you can get this by opening your browser to oyf.link slash 106 and look for the download there on that page or text the word podcast to 9292 spouse. So we've talked a lot about offenses and how people do this and how they respond for them. But I want to get to the topic at hand, which is what to do when your spouse offends you. Okay. Okay. Let me throw one caveat in. If you're in an abusive relationship, this really doesn't apply. Mm -hmm. Because if that's your situation, you need to get out and then you need to work towards fixing your marriage from the outside and with a support network around you. It's really safety first and then start working towards a better outcome from that place of safety. If you want a resource for this, definitely check out the Verbally Abusive Relationship by Patricia Evans. I deal specifically with verbal abuse and there's a link to that in our show notes. And on The flip side, though, some of us say some pretty unkind things, and that doesn't mean that we're an abusive person or that you're in an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. necessarily. And this is where, like, if you have a concern that this might be going on, you really need to educate yourself about this and then gather evidence from what you're seeing in your marriage. Okay. So typically abusive relationships involve some distinct power and control elements that are not present in the normal struggles of a marriage. Mm -hmm. And there's usually on the part of the abuser a belief system where, and usually it's the husband, where he sees his wife as an object to be managed or controlled. Okay. So there are these kind of other elements that come into play that happen in verbally abusive marriages, which are different from marriages where we're just being rude to each other. Oh, okay. That's what I'm trying to point out. Okay. Okay. So just because I say something you don't like, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm verbally abusive. 
Right. It could be a verbally abusive action, but a verbally abusive marriage is a very distinct environment. Okay. And has a different set of rules as to how you respond. So we're just dealing with bad behavior here. Yes. Not abusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because the first thing I'm going to say is to be generous, right? And this is not how you solve an abusive relationship. Yes. Okay. When it's just bad behavior though, number one, I want you, I want to challenge you to be generous. And by that, I mean, is there any way you can give your spouse the benefit of the doubt after they've offended you? Just try to stay calm for the moment and be curious, right? About what just happened and what was just said. And the reason I say this is because we escalate so quickly, like we wind up into an argument, but if we could just stay calm, yeah, if we... Yeah, explode. <laughs> if we could just stay calm for two minutes longer and be curious about what just happened or the offense that was just directed at us, it would save us a lot of fighting and conflict. You are so good at being curious. Like I just immediately like, they obviously mean this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of time a misinterpretation or a misunderstanding is all that's happened. Actually, you're not, you're not bad at this either, but. But that's exactly what I just said, right? Like I may have completely misinterpreted it, yes. but boom, this is what they meant. Yes. So I'm offended. Yes. Whereas you be curious and ask 10 more questions and it finds out that's not what they meant at all. Yep. So it's good to try to stay in that curious place for as long as we can. To mm-hmm. be clear, and maybe you'll find out, you know what, that they are being mean. Right. Yeah, and that's... and that, that's a possibility, right? So, yep. but I think it serves ourselves better to slow down, right? And when we when we do this, we really have to own the challenge that I gave earlier of not saying anything unkind. Mm-hmm. Now, not saying that in return. And it's hardest to do that when you've been spoken to unkindly. Mm-hmm. But where is their justification for striking back? You know, the eye for the eye, that's Old Testament Bible truth. Now, God calls us to respond with grace. That's being generous. Huh. We're always to be kind. And so we need to not just do this because it's right, but since it's right, it'll actually serve you better. I remember a conversation related we referred to on another episode quite a while ago where I lashed out about something mm-hmm. and it was quite needlessly and you paused for a couple minutes. We were actually driving at the time, so that worked okay. And then you totally went around my biting remark back to my personal issue that was in behind it and you spoke to that in a very compassionate way hmm. and it totally diffused what could have become a fight. Yeah. And later on, I apologized and, and it was a learning moment for me. And it actually increased our intimacy. So this is, that's yeah. a good example of what I mean by being generous and extending grace. Yeah. But I mean, ironically, that conversation is one of our unresolved um, differences. Differences. But I mean, that doesn't really matter. No, it's more about how we handle it. It's more it. how we handle it than yeah. the actual issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And number two is be non-defensive, Okay. Now, if you think about being generous, really being non-defensive is a way of being generous, but I kind of wanted to split this one out under its own heading. Okay. Because our first reaction again is I need to defend myself. If you offend me, I got to defend. Yeah. Right? If you offend me. Offend me. Yeah. Yeah. And we feel, again, we feel justified in doing that. And again, this is something we talk about in the worksheet that we're offering, but we, we feel justified in defending ourselves because when our spouse says something offensive to us, that feels unjust. Like, you can't talk to me like that. Or you yeah, can't say yeah. that about me, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very natural to just, to want to justify ourselves. But the need to justify myself, it's almost impossible to deliver that without coming off as if I totally deny everything you just said. Yes. And if I'm denying everything you just said, what are you going to do? Push a little harder. Yes. Be a little bit more mean. A little more blunt, a little more direct. You're going to turn up the volume because you got to get through, right? So defensiveness always looks like a wall and the bigger and stronger you make the wall, the more artillery you're inviting. Because we've got to break down that wall. You got to blow through it. Because I want to be closer. You don't like the wall. 
Right. Yes. But in so doing, you're building a bigger wall. It just doesn't work. Then we got rubble everywhere because you've blown the wall <laughs> apart, right? So this is where we need to be non-defensive and really go for this understanding. Try to understand how or why your spouse has come out of the gate like this. And I know it's hard, but you can't keep doing the same thing you've always done and expecting a different result. Mm. So being non-defensive is a new thing to try and extending understanding. That's a new thing to try. It's something you can try. That's very different. Yeah. And I'd be really surprised if it didn't produce a different outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And thirdly, after you kind of got everything sorted, now's the time we can go back and say, okay, I need you to change your behavior. And I kind of, Oh, that just sounds so stuck up. Oh, sorry. See that? That was defensive. I know. I was just going to say that triggers all my defensiveness. Okay. So the the first, ironically, the first line I have under this is you have to really think (laughs) through your wording here. (laughs) Really? Yeah. But okay. So let let me, let me go into this and then you, you tweak it. Cause. Cause I get offended more easily. (laughs) uh, Just cause you have good judgment on this stuff. I think that this part of asking your spouse to change their behavior is necessary because you shouldn't keep on getting offended. You know what I'm trying to say there? Like you shouldn't have to live with your spouse doing the same offensive thing to you all the time, especially if they don't know they're doing it. Oh, this might be completely non-intentional. Yeah. They don't know how those words hurt you. Oh. Is a possibility, right? Again, mm-hmm. you can think of that because you're being curious and not defensive <laughs> <laughs> in theory. So this is going to work best if you've made a very sincere effort though of owning your part because inevitably in every conflict, somehow we contribute to it. And if you can own yeah. as much of your part as you can without saying the word, but, and without justifying or defending yourself, it's going to help. So I was mediating a conversation the other day and the one party apologized. It was actually a really sincere, authentic apology and then said, but, and as soon as that came out of their mouth, I knew that whatever they had just said was completely lost. And I literally mm. said, you were doing good until you said the word, but, and you know what? You're going to have to start over. And I don't want to butt this time. And no, I, it wasn't between them and me. It was me mediating it. Okay. Right, so I could, right. I could be a little more blunt like that because they both invited me to do that. And this is tricky because you have the right to be treated respectfully. But if you deliver your request for respect in an I'm sorry, but fashion, it's going to be really hard to take. Yeah. So you got to keep those two parts separate. After you've extended a, an apology for your part, if you've owned what you can of yours, mm-hmm. even if you have been a hurt, maybe you have a role to play and that's been accepted, then your spouse is probably going to be in a softer place where they can receive this. And then you can say something like, you know, I understand that you are frustrated with me, but I won't accept being spoken to that way. How am I doing? But you just said, but. (laughs) Right. Like, could you say, when you speak to me this way, it hurts. Yes. Can you please not say these words or speak like this? Yes. Or do something differently. Yes, that's right. Now, and that's where like, if you need me to do something differently, you can tell me what I did that offended you or bothered you and you can ask me to act differently. Okay. Right. So rather than tell you how to act. Yeah. Okay. And you can say things like, I do not want you to call me names. Right. Okay. You, you with me there? You think it's yeah. okay to be assertive like that? I do when yeah. it's like completely wrong behavior. Yeah. But it's like, now you if make... I ask you to do the dishes, right? I... I, this isn't a marriage issue, but I had a conversation with a man one time <laughs> and I told them that it really bothered me, this behavior, what he had said had bothered me. And he like chewed a strip off me and how dare I get offended by that, get offended by it. Yeah. Nice. And then he even went and talked to you about the terrible behavior of your <laughs> wife. And I just think 
no, like I don't have to take that. No. Yes. Right. You know, so if someone's doing wrong, like calling names, yeah, that's just not acceptable behavior. And so it's okay to say, please don't call me names. Do not call me names. Yeah. And be assertive in that. Yeah. But if someone has just tried to be open and honest. And you know what? Maybe I totally went about it the wrong way. Maybe I was too strong. I don't even remember. But to blow up at that point and how yeah. dare you speak this way and that's not helpful to a relationship. No. So I think when you are asking for them to change, it needs to be within the context of the hurt that just happened. Yeah. Or it has to match the yep. amount of hurt or something. Does that make any sense? But it has to speak to what went on. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, are you saying to do this like as all part of the same conversation? No, this is like very much at the end after things have calmed down. Or like the next day kind of thing? Could be the next day. It's de- Yeah, that might be wise too, just to let the original kind of raw wear off a little bit. Yeah. Or heal over. Because I just think that even if I've owned my part and apologized and you accept that... And then I don't use the word but, and then I ask you to change. It's still going to have a resounding but in there. It could. I think folks have to use their best judgment as to the timing of this. Okay. Because sometimes arguments end in a very soft space. And one person, you know, I've seen couples where one of them sort of extends the first, I'm owning my crap thing. And then the other one steps up and responds to that. And then they kind of, it becomes this exchange of really owning my own okay. and being honest and whatever. And what I felt. And and then, you know, I've seen in that context, people say, well, when you said this, it really hurt. Or when you okay. called me whatever. And then it's like, yeah, okay, I can see how that happened. And okay. I'll do my absolute best to never do that again. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so use your judgment, folks. Hmm. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I just totally hijacked there. I'm sorry. No, it's good. I think it was a really good conversation to have. Okay. One last thing on that. Yeah. Once you've asked your spouse to change, you got to back off and let them do it. Yes. I agree with that. Let them decide if they're going to step up to the challenge or not. Yeah. By saying like, yep. you may not call me names. Yeah. You've set that boundary. And I think with those kinds of things, you need to be that assertive. And other times you need to just ask them to think about doing something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or point out the hurt and let them choose, figure out how to not do that. Even, you know, you know what I mean? Like there's a scale here of, yes. of how you're responding. Yeah. And you need to, res- as we said before, you need to respond appropriately to the degree of degree offense. of hurt or offense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So that's what to do when your spouse offends you. Let us know what you think. You can find us on Facebook if you search for Only You Forever, or you can respond in the comment section of the blog post for this episode. It's a great way uh, to have a conversation with us about this as well. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Reviews. We had another review. Woohoo! This is by A9E. Helpful for my marriage. Five stars. I started listening to Enhance Our Marriage. This is a great, insightful podcast. I would definitely recommend this for anyone wanting to make their marriage better. Thank you for putting this podcast out. Awesome. And thanks for leaving that review. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're talking about codependency in marriage. It's a word that gets batted around a lot. And codependency is an unhealthy way to relate to each other. It might be a word that gets batted around too much. Mm-hmm. But we'll help you understand what it is and how you can move forward if it's part of what you're experiencing in your marriage. And this week for Linda, we have different words at the close of our episode. Oh, woohoo! Do you want to try them out? Sure. In closing. (laughs) 
we'd like to ask you to rate and review our show on iTunes. Yes. So that helps us become more visible. And when we're more visible, we can reach more marriages. So it takes just a few minutes of your time, but it's a great way to give back and help us out. We'd really appreciate that. We sure would. So that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 106. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. They just give you the warm fuzzies, hey? What? The reviews. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.